My job as your coach is to give you a taste of what it's like to have a boardroom, to poke holes, to tell you the brutal truth. And when I see you phoning it in, to let you know immediately. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hello, hapsters. If you're local, you're going to want to tune in, especially to this intro, because I'm going to talk about a local business that just opened in our town called ITA Kitchen. They have a location in Bayshore, Long Island, which is kind of far from me, but I love this restaurant. It's family run, family owned, and um, there is a really badass woman who is a part of the family, but they execute like a corporation. You get what you expect every time, and now they've opened one in my town. I love the energy of supporting a new business, as you guys know especially when I'm immediately compensated in the form of chicken parm, like win-win. So for the past few weeks, I've been pouring my energy into supporting ITA Kitchen, even though obviously we do not have an agreement, in which case like I'm paid in chicken parm. This is not a thing, but I'm just putting it out into the universe in case she wants to do that. I'm open. If you're in Long Island and you're visiting New York or you're visiting New York from elsewhere in the world, let's meet up there for dinner. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And if you go without me, tell them that Jess Wayno sent you. They probably are not going to know what you're talking about because most of the staff, pretty much all of the staff does not know me by name. <laughs> but I think that'll be extra hilarious to see if they go on a hunt wondering who the hell I am. Here's your gentle shove today to spend your money and energy on a business or person who is starting something new because they have so much failing ahead of them and learning and belief building. And I want more people to feel held during that time. That's what we do in happening sessions. It is the only container that I know of where we don't just give lip service to failing forward. We actually literally plan and schedule failure. We do it together and we celebrate each other as we do. So if you're a business owner in the fields of the fails, here's your love note to get in the room with us. Go right now to sincerelyfutureyou.com and set up your free 20-minute discovery call right now. I cannot wait to learn about your business and I cannot wait for you to experience what this ricotta gnocchi tastes like. It's amazing. ITA kitchen, go do it. Garden City or Bayshore. Okay. Now let's get serious. Like put on your red bottom heel, Louis Vuittons or whatever item of clothing makes you feel like a boss. Sit up a little straighter. I'm going to do the same. Click your pen and let's Calculate. This episode is about how to make sure your plan is airtight. It's about how to make sure you're treating your business like a business, how to stamp it with the metaphorical seal of boardroom certified. I said this one time in happening sessions and I gave myself the chills. I was like, ooh, boardroom certified. It really feels legit. Your current business might have a lot of clients, but they all have probably have to speak with you in some way in order to be served. Or your current business might have only ever had a handful of customers or no customers, and you're planning on growing to serve 50. Whichever it is, most of you listening are not yet presenting your Q1 plan to a boardroom or are a publicly traded company reporting to your investors. And if you are a publicly 
traded company CEO listening to this podcast, please let me know, leave a review, send me a DM. I'd love to know what value you guys are getting or what you'd love to hear from me. Different audience that I don't think about too much, but for the rest of you, let's chat with future you. Even if you don't ever desire to sell your company or to take it public, let's just for a second imagine you there because this exercise is going to change the way that you show up. There's a mental shift that happens, a straightening of the spine, a series of checks and balances that goes into your plan. It's like the difference between planning to host Thanksgiving a few months from now for 10 people, including your judgy in-laws who also happen to be like seasoned food critics versus planning what you're going to have for dinner for yourself next Tuesday. There's more on the line. You think twice before making promises, but you also don't hold back or play small or spare any expense. You do research, you order cookbooks, you call your friends who have hosted before, you start watching the Food Network in your free time instead of the office reruns, or maybe you just a little bit of both. You ask your guests questions, you consider food allergies and seating arrangements, you don't leave anything to chance. You're clear on the menu well in advance, and you may even test out some of the recipes. You cater to your audience where Will there be kids? Will there be a pescatarian? Is your crew health conscious or do they love to indulge? Will everyone be drinking? How many drinks? Will you have a wine pairing or a signature cocktail with fresh garnishes and the proper glasses? Susie Q is preggers. You better have a mocktail version. And this is just the pre-work for that. Now you have to consider the execution, the timing of everything going in the oven. Will you have a sous chef or people bringing things? Do you have coolers or extra fridge space? Do you have someone who can run out to get last minute forgotten item? Because there will be something, right? There's always something that you're going to forget day of. What do you want the vibe of the day to be? Remember, the room is only as relaxed as the host. Yes, the same goes for weddings too. I always tell every bride and of course for businesses. So you can't just count on a delicious end result. Your energy is contagious and you have to be responsible for the energy you're bringing to that day. The guests came for the whole experience, not just the 15 minutes of fork shoveling. So what will your mantra be? What music are you going to play? How will you take care of yourself before or during the day? Will you wake up early to get in a workout? Will you keep a glass of vino in your hands? Are you going to banish everyone from the kitchen except for your sister-in-law who knows what's up and totally has your back? Will there be football on? What perfectionist things are you willing to let go of ahead of time? Will you let people do their own dishes? Will you assign roles in advance? Will you wear slippers the whole time instead of heels? No joke, right? Some of you are pros at this. Personally, I'm just beginning my holiday hosting career (laughs) and have to self-coach quite a bit. But the most important test is how you would fare if two days before one of your guests asked about your plan, third degree style, right? Would they believe for sure that you're going to pull off a Thanksgiving that they're coming to? Would they be sold on the level of your ambition matching your capability? Or would you be giving an uneasy winging it vibe with tons of I don't knows or I'm going to tries or hopefullys? Would they make other plans or try to intervene and step in as like a sub host in your house? 
this is the level of thought and decision-making and commitment that you should be bringing to your monthly business plans. And that's what I expect of the hapsters. My job as your coach is to give you a taste of what it's like to have a boardroom, to poke holes, to tell you the brutal truth. And when I see you phoning it in, to let you know immediately. But here's where people get it twisted. They think that the boardroom certified stamp of approval requires them to do more or be more qualified or experienced or different in some way. They think that the missing ingredient is a circumstance, an immovable fact about them, a tool or skill that they don't have. Wrong. I don't care how many Thanksgivings you've done, albeit a track record can help build trust, I'm just as likely to have faith in a new business owner when they do the following. And I'm going to give you four things. Number one, they believe that they can do it. It's super clear to me when they're presenting the plan that their belief is convicted. It's concrete. It is just like they're presenting something to me as if it's already done. And that's not something I can give to any one of my clients. It That b- level of belief is something that they need to give to themselves. So if you are creating plans, believing that basically saying to yourself, okay, I'll give myself permission to believe in my goals once I hit them, you're doing it wrong. You, Your thoughts are what create your results. And so therefore, counterintuitively, you need to believe in the inevitability of your results before you have any evidence that you can do it. So before you've ever hosted a successful Thanksgiving, you need to believe, oh my gosh, yeah, Thanksgivings, they're just what I do. We rock it out. We're timely. We don't burn shit, (laughs) right? you You have belief in yourself and that gives everyone else around you ease and it inevitably helps you show up in a different way that will create the result. Number two, they're committed to the result no matter the adversity and they're not making excuses. So they're not attached to their how. They present the plan, but even if their plan is not panning out and someone get sick last minute or someone can't bring something or the electricity goes out. Like you guys all probably have some sort of Thanksgiving story where something crazy has happened and you have had to pivot a bit, right? It's the same in business. And I can always tell whether people, when they're presenting to me, their plan are not just presenting it to me in a way that it's thought it's thoughtful, but it's like they're attached to it. It's like this is the one and only way that things can go down. That's a problem because that is not how it's ever going to go. Promise you. <laughs> After years and years of doing this and watching other business owners do it, there's always going to be something in your plan that's not going to come to fruition and you're always going to have some unexpected circumstance or adversity that you're going to have to overcome. So are you committed to the result no matter what? Or are you saying, oh, well, hopefully if – this month, my kid doesn't get sick. Like, listen, we're all getting, our houses are getting hit with bugs. I am changing my plan left and right to make sure I'm taking care of myself and my plant and my family, but I am never reducing my goal, right? I'm never changing my goal. I'm just changing the way that I plan for it. Number three, their plan reflects their belief and commitment. 
So what I mean by this is that their plan is thoughtful and it's robust. If you don't believe that you're going to hit a result, what I see is then those people, they they don't put that much thought and effort into the plan at all. It's not very detailed. It's not very, um, you know, it's not something that they would be able to schedule. It's pretty vague. It's more like uh, plan some content, post more versus understanding, okay, I'm going to send X number of messages. I'm going to prepare this webinar. I'm going to test out emails. And, And those are just the actions, right? Because we have an action plan, but hapsters, we create feeling plans and thought plans to go with it. Because if you're doing all of those things, but again, go back to rule number one, you don't believe that you can do it in the first place. The way that you approach that action is not going to create the result that you want because it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. It matters how you feel when you do it and what you believe when you're doing it. Okay. So that plan, I always will immediately tell what their belief and commitment level is based on how robust and thoughtful their plan is. Now, some people still give me a robust and thoughtful plan, but they're doing it from a hustly energy. And that's a different problem that comes from um, lack of belief. So we need to have both things in play. And then finally, number four, my boardroom certified stamp requires that they're not overly concerned with failing because they are in it to win it, no matter how many times it takes. They're open to failure. They're willing to fail. They're not scared of failure. And maybe obviously for all of us, we have a little bit of an aversion to fail. Like it's not fun to be in the fails. I get it. It's not fun for me either, but I know that it's a part of the process. So I'm not avoiding it like the plague and I'm not, when I do fail, I feel what it feels like, but I'm never entertaining that the failure has anything to do with me as a person. It's like, oh, there was just something that I didn't quite say right in my copy to my audience. Not, oh, they must not value me. I never question my offer or myself, period. And I never question them. I'm like, something in the marketing or the selling process was just off. But other than that, everything else is solid gold. Everything else is at a level 10, right? Okay, so I'm going to recap that for you. Number one, they believe that they can do it. Number two, they are committed to the result no matter the adversity, no excuses. They're going to get that goal. Number three, their plan reflects that belief and commitment because it's thoughtful and robust. And number four, they're not overly concerned with failing because they're in it to win it no matter how many times it takes. That is what it takes to create a boardroom certified plan. So after the hapsters go through the process of completing their monthly failure collection a few times, they begin to ask themselves the high quality questions that I'm asking them. They begin to poke holes in their own plan so that by the time it gets to me, they've already thought as if they're going to present it to a boardroom, right? They are able to anticipate obstacles and solve for them in advance. They make a habit of making decisions in advance, but more importantly, they rise to a self-concept of an advanced decision maker. 
someone who can adapt and overcome regardless of whether anything goes according to plan. Those are the people that I'd invest my own money in, my own money. I can think of a handful of hapsters that if they, that I would invest my own personal money in right now, if they asked and one and ones that need to revisit those four steps before I will, but inevitably they're all going to get there. I have zero doubt in them because it's not a, a talent. It's not something that you're born with. It's a skill that everybody is able to develop. And inevitably, when you have those skills, you win. The high quality question I'm going to leave you with today is, if you were seated on your own board, would you give your plan the stamp of approval? Would you bet on you? If not, why not? Start there and keep at it until you'd be willing to put your money on the line. Literally, would you bet $1,000 that you're going to reach your own goal? If not, there's a problem before you've even started. You should all be betting money on yourself. And one of my favorite ways to bet money on myself is to invest in a coach. Literally, I bet $25,000 on myself that I was going to make $25,000 back in six months in my business in, in profit. And I did. But before that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. And I realized that it's kind of a catch 22. Like when, unless I'm willing to bet on myself, I'm not going to create that result. And I'm not saying that you have to pay $25,000, right? Happening sessions is only five or 6,000, depending on how you're paying. And I think that that is just such a steal because I'm so used to betting high stakes on myself. And I'm telling you, if you want to be at the level where you have a six-figure business, a multiple six-figure business, where you have dreams of scaling to a million, not all of you guys do, but if you do, you got to get started, you guys. You got to get started not in the action and the hustle. You got to get started betting on yourself. That is where the real magic happens. So boardroom certified is just a simple way to distill down how can you start thinking about your plan, which I was seeing a lot of people phoning it in um, and just creating a like a flimsy plan. How can you create a plan that like really, come on, you're going to present this to me. And what do you think I'm going to say? Am I going to give you that seal of of approval? A lot of people, they knew I wasn't, but they really just wanted me to tell them what should be on it, or they wanted to borrow my belief. And this is about helping you get there without me before you even present it. Okay. That is all she wrote. Habsters, if you love this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend. Tag me in a screenshot of you listening on Instagram or leave a review. I cannot emphasize enough how much it fuels me to keep bringing you these high quality episodes when I see the feedback loop that I'm not just talking to myself in my office, right? I would say in my pajamas, but I'm in like a really cute onesie jumpsuit, but it feels like pajamas. And if you're one of those people who's sitting on the sidelines thinking working harder or for another year is going to change the level of your business, you're wasting precious time, money, and energy. The evolution of your thoughts are the only thing that brings you closer to future you. So rip the bandaid, join us in the March Happening Sessions class for a ticket to your high-speed rocket trip. Is that a thing? Now it is. High-speed rocket trip. Have a fabulous weekend, darling. Hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. 
That's what's happening. W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening WJS. Again, that's happy H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.